Welcome to the Arts and Learning Conservatory monthly masterclass series, where we invite industry professionals to share their knowledge and make artistic learning more accessible. If you'd like to learn more or sign up to join our next masterclass live, please visit us at artsandlearning.org. My prep when it comes to auditioning, um, you may know that I do, uh, I, I'm a singing teacher. I was assistant dance captain for the Book of Mormon, as well as doing TV shows and, and other things. Um, one warm up, so we were going to warm up together, but I'm glad you guys did that already so we can skip through that. Who knows who they're talking to? Like, does, does someone have someone to anything to prepare for tonight, like a monologue or a song or a, a 32 bar cut? Anybody? No. Okay, great. So we'll use an example. I've been teaching a singing class to younger kids. So it's a mix of Moana and um, Ariana Grande. So I'll use those. And then if you guys have a, I'm sorry, you all have a, um, a song or something that you want to work on, I wanted to use you as examples. But when you are doing any audition, they want to see you move through a struggle, basically. No one is interested in a character who's got it all under control and has no tension or nothing that they need to get through to the other side. So the first thing that I always answer when I'm going through, okay, I have an audition singing or monologue is where does my character end? So that's number one. And then you answer, where does my character begin? So for Moana, um, I've been do you guys know that song? It's been stuck in my head because my kids are seven years old. And she ends in a place of feeling confident, ready to take over the world, which means she cannot start feeling kind of okay. She has to start drastically at a different place. So does anyone, I really do want to use your examples. Does anyone have a song they've been working on, a musical, a Yes, Alicia. I've been working on something wonderful for that specific audition. So, yeah. Okay, so where does your character end and where does your character begin? I think she's feeling more secure that the other character will stay because in The King and I, she's saying, oh, yeah, like, uh, I don't want you to leave at the beginning. And she's kind of like trying to get her to stay and... So that is a great beginning. So say that one more time and try to be more specific with what she needs. The second part to write down is urgency. If, if I can get through my beginning, my middle, and my end in, uh, what, three months, it's not interesting to watch. Why do I need to be getting to this right now? And why does it have to happen in this song with these, this music, with this monologue? Try to get a little bit more specific with your answer. I'm curious. So start with the end. Okay. So I'm thinking of need more than anything, but she needs Anna to understand that 
there's more to the king than she perceives. Okay, and why does she need that? Because she knows that Anna can level out the king and uh, bring some kind of peace to Siam because... The so people will die if yeah. you don't get this done. That's the urgency. Do you guys okay. understand the difference between... I need this so that I can make sure someone else understands a thought versus I need for this person to Anna to understand the thought because otherwise people will be hurt. This is life saving and I need to sing it now. Do you feel the urgency difference in how that flips? Okay, so the second part of moving through it is if you get to success right away, again, uninteresting. If you get to I've caught her attention. She's listening thoroughly and everything's fine by chorus number one. What else are you doing for the rest of the song? Because the biggest thing to pull away from, um, especially with my younger students and some other students I have that are working for uh, auditioning for college right now is they are attracted to sounding good. They're very attracted to the riffs being perfect and the songs sounding good. But oftentimes what's more interesting is if your voice cracks because you're trying to get through an emotion because of your need. So does anyone else have a song that they've worked on in the past? Or it doesn't have to be just a song. We can do this for monologues as well. I will use... Um, has everyone seen Hamilton or no? Something about Hamilton, no? Okay, there's a song in it and I'm gonna grade it. If you don't know it, then I get to give you subtext. There are three sisters. Thanks for getting my lighting changed. There are three sisters. They are very fancy and have lots of money and they want for nothing, which means that when it comes to boys, they get to be picky. And the eldest daughter wants to be with this really interesting man because he uh, a, a good thinker and um, whatever else, very educated, et cetera. But her sister wants him too. And her sister is like the actual love of her life and she'll do anything for her younger sister. So the story starts with her saying, I remember that night I just might, I remember that night I just might, Remember that night? I just might forget that night for the rest of my days. Yeah. She starts singing the song about craving a man she'll never have. And she'll have to watch this man be with her sister. So she can't start it at a place of despair. She has to start it at a place of her con concealing her, uh, her emotion and her energy so that you can see her get through that despair. Yeah. So here's my question. And I would love to play this game to introduce the idea of the emotional dial. If despair is 10, what is five and what is one? Anybody? Hey. One would be optimism and five would probably be just like melancholy. Right. Exactly. So an emotional dial, thank you. Exactly. In an emotional dial, you start with knowing, I use numbers with my students. So I'll say, 
um, if, if 10 is terrified, then one is hesitant and three is nervous and four is anxious or well, let's say six is anxious and eight is frightened. But we finally get to terrified it's 10. You cannot be at 10 all the time. You cannot be at terrified all the time because that's the brightest, most intense emotion. You have to save it for the moments that are most specific. So I will go through my songs. Let's say I'm doing Hamilton, this song, which is called Satisfied. And I will mark, I'll say, okay, in the emotional dial of fear, this is a three. This is a seven. Then I get to 10 for one second where I finally release any, everything and then I pull it back in to protect my character's need or whatever. That automatically gives you an arc. That automatically gives you a beginning, a middle, an end in where your character is going through, right? But then to add to that, you add dynamics. Throw out some dynamics that you've heard, know of, used before in the past. We're going to try to make this as um, interactive as possible. Amaya, Rosemary, Teria, Regina. Any dynamic comes, it doesn't, it can be literally any dynamic you can think of. And we can start adding to the list because when I, set this class as a toolbox it really is the idea of I can take this box with me home with these check marks that I need to check off in every audition I do so throw some out because if you don't know any that's fine we're going to add it to the toolbox that's the plan mm, mm, mm. so dynamic loud versus soft is one yeah another dynamic um Quick versus slow, right? Staccato versus legato. Or if it's about the urgency intensity rather than just musical dynamics, how rushed you are, how anxious your breathing is versus how calm you are. Those are dynamics that you can pick and choose and place. And then once you've placed them all and you have this graph in front of you for your 32 bar cut, which isn't that long, then you let it go and you release it. So if I have started, I want to do a song that you guys all know so we can um, work through this together. What is the song that you would all know? Let's do Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. Regina, where, hi, yeah, I'm picking on because the mute button is real out here. Um, what is the beginning of that song? for our character, for Dorothy. She's really mellow. She's, she's not, yeah, she is really mellow. Pick the song that I know mm -hmm. <laughs> in my ear. Yeah, yes. she's really mellow. Like. Yes, anyone else? She's kind of wandering, so almost like she's in another world. Like wandering in another space. world. Yeah. Staring off. Okay. Mellow, wandering, wandering, staring off into space. Tate? It's been a while anything? since I've touched up on Wizard of Oz, but isn't she sad at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. So this song, oh gosh, where does it actually land in the music? It's right after 
the tornado and she's lost and things aren't going her way and it's her and Toto and she's just put on the red shoes and she is searching for home. Yeah. So again, Teria, she's wondering, she's looking off into space. She, which, what is that? She's curious. She's anxious. She's um, concerned. She's exploring. All of those are options to start with. Is she sad, mellow? Okay, that's another dynamic. Let's add that on. Is she um, is she somber? Does is she has she given up already? So that's the question about where does she end? Yeah, if she ends in a place of I have all the confidence in the world, I'm going to get home. Then she can't start in the place of I have a ton of hope because then you're not going that far, right? Maybe she starts in a place of complete mellow, somber, sadness, a place, but those can be very generic, sadness, somber. So that's where we get the dynamics. So I have sad and I literally have one is somber, two is worry or, or three is worries, five is sad, seven's depressed, 10 is heartbroken. Is she heartbroken? These are questions that you should be able to decide. And that's what makes any version of Summer Over the Rainbow unique because you get to decide and make your own choice of what would sit well within your body of your Dorothy, right? So let's start. Yeah. The next dynamic that we talk about is when you're doing a song, I'm going to use songs. Is anyone here working on monologues would rather be talking about monologues because this is actually specific for both but I can use songs as a not a singer at all okay. <laughs> I cannot hold a note <laughs> not Regina like telling all your business okay. um okay so so let's use it also as a monologue right Somewhere over the rainbow, That's way up high. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a land that I dream of once in a lullaby. Automatically, when I'm saying it, I think through my teachers drilling it into me, I am stretching words. I am cutting words off. I, right? There's a land that I dream of. How do you dream of something? You wouldn't say it flat. You wouldn't sing it mm -hmm. flat, right? You would give it emotion. Sometimes I ask my students, to yawn through a word or pull a word or stomp at a word. Those are dynamics that you can use, right? And, and then you can put mm -hmm. them anywhere. So if I started the song and I said, let's say, okay, emotional two on sadness. So I'm a little worried, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating, maybe I'm hesitant, but I'm not full sad. My dynamic is... Um, I'm not languid, I'm not like just flowing about and sitting in all the phrases. I'm, there's an urgency. I want to find out where I am, but I'm curious. Anything else that I'm missing? Beginning? No. Okay. So I would do that as. A land that I heard of once. In a lullaby. Now, if I change that, throw out some things to make that beginning different. What would be different? A dynamic. 
throw out something. It started, we were uh, hesitant and, okay, so what's something else? Drastic change. If I was doing three on the emotional dial, throw out something that's just the opposite. Anger. Okay, anger. What else? Fear. Fear, anger, fear. I love those. And those are complete drastic changes. I'm also going to say, instead of her being urgent and searching and like quickly looking around, she is languid. She is sitting in it. She's been angry for a minute. She's pissed. Now let's try it again. And you tell me whether or not I hit the mark. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done this song or this exercise like this in a while. So you tell me. Anger, fear, languid. Hmm. There's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby. Right? I sang lullaby different because I wasn't thinking about that beautiful memory of lullaby. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's stupid memory I'll never get back to, right? You mm -hmm. have that capacity in you and that's just the first bar, right? I could do the same thing acting. So let's do it just that as a monologue because I wanna make sure that Terry also gets a piece of this pie. Um, Maybe instead, like, let's change the environment for a second, right? We are not stranded with a dog and some red shoes. Instead, we have met the munchkins and I'm telling them about my land, right? That changes it. Now, maybe I'm playful and a little nervous and excited to remember the memory, right? And I'm doing this as a monologue and you will be my munchkins, so I have something to look at. Um, Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby. Are those three things different? Yay, nay. Mm -hmm. yeah. They can be even more different and more specific through trial and error. So when I'm starting an audition, I first say, where does she end? So then I can figure out where she begins, right? Then I say, okay. What emotions do I have to go through? And then finally, we get to our W's. Let me know, I see some people writing things down. Let me know when you are ready. I do want more people to participate in showing me what you got. So I'm gonna ask for some more performances in a second so we can put this up on their feet. Yeah, you're over here. <laughs> yeah, Regina said, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the W's are the ones we've heard our whole life. Who, what, where, and why, and sometimes how. Harriet, this is really specific to acting. This is an acting tool that I have adopted for singing. Um, and I'm going to give it to you two ways. Okay. So who are you talking to? 
if I'm talking to the munchkins, it's different than if I'm talking to myself or it's different than if I'm talking to God and yelling to the sky, angry, right? Those are all going to be different who I'm talking to. You have to know who you're talking to. If you can't answer that question before you go into an audition, unfortunately, you should leave. Answer that question first, really and truly. Even if it's, even if it's, I'm talking to myself in the mirror to convince myself of something, you have to be specific, yeah? Why are you talking to them, right? To convince myself of something. If I'm talking to the heavens because I'm stranded and I'm Dorothy, I'm talking to plead with the heavens to get an answer on why I'm stranded, right? What are some other whys that you can think of? Why, Alicia, are you talking to Anna? Ooh, the mute button. So I can convince her to stay. Okay, great. Which comes to the the third why, the two and a half of the W's. What's the urgency? Does, if you don't convince her to stay, will she leave tomorrow? Will she leave in a month? Do you have not a lot of time to convince her to stay? I would think she was planning to leave at that moment. Way more interesting than if she's planning a trip for three months from now and you're like, let me sit you down and talk about this. Not as interesting, yeah? So what's the urgency is a big, big, big one. Most of the times, if the writing's good, and if you're doing an audition for anything that's been around for over you know, a generation, the answer is totally gonna be yes. The urgency is, is palpable, right? It has to happen immediately. It can't, or, or it, it can't wait another second. You've been building up so much to th saying this out loud that you have to say it, like what we call a damn. The, the, the words sort of word vomit out because you have to get it out. That's all ways to answer what's the urgency. Finally, and this is the big one, and this one, um, people don't take it for granted, is where are you? Where are mm -hmm. you? What's the setting? Is it hot? Is it cold? Are you tired? Is it late? Are you tired? Is it morning? Have you been up on your feet all day? What's the urgency? Has the person you're talking to been up on their feet all day? Are they trying to bounce? Is it in a public space and you're trying to have a private moment? Do you have to be quiet? Or are you in a void, in a silent room and you can yell and scream and slam into things? And how does that affect your body, right? So those are the W's, but I said you can think of answering these questions two ways. So I'm going to give you the alternative thoughts, but they sort of all mix. So I, I would suggest writing them all down. This is the toolbox that was given to me when I was 15 and I've never forgotten it. And that's why I like giving these toolboxes because they're just a list, a checkoff list in case you forget, or sometimes you have auditions in two days and you have to at least get these things done. One, action. Not us, we are acting, but what literally is your action? Are you fidgeting? Are you nervous? Are you twiddling your hair? Are you trying to leave? Are you trying, like, are you really trying to go? Are you trying to pick things up? Sometimes if you're in an audition, props can get in the way. 
So really important to be able to have an appropriate, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Audition appropriate substitute, AAS, audition appropriate substitute. So for example, I had an audition for a film and I was supposed to be behind a door with a knife in my hand, ready to hurt somebody. Now, how am I going to do that when I'm on screen and there's nobody next to me? I had, oh, I wish I, here, we'll just pretend. I had a pencil. This is my pencil, my goodness. My U-Haul teaching class, this is wild. And I held it like this. <laughs> Sorry. I held it like this for the whole time. And I, I mean, this is a camera, so you can see exactly how it was. I was like this. And I said the whole thing like this. And then when I finally felt comfortable because the setting had changed and I knew I wasn't in danger, I just lowered it. Not a knife. I didn't do the whole attack, but you saw my arc. I started in one place and ended in another place. Yeah, that's an audition appropriate substitute. Um, setting can also mean uh, sort of like the, the social context of it. Are you in a politically correct place? Are you in a fancy place? Are you in a sluggish place? How does that affect your sound? How does that affect how you speak? This is where you get to be creative and also um, imaginary, imaginative. Like you get to just, this is, this is really the essence of, hey, I'm an actor and I'm unique. Because what I'm thinking as my how I jump into feeling like I'm in a slushy hot place or if we're doing Dorothy, how I feel like I'm, if I'm in a, a new place I've never seen before where things that should be green are purple, oh, you better believe I'm looking at setting all the time. At some point setting might prioritize me talking to you, right? If I'm in the middle of saying something or in a song, but that is interesting, I'm gonna get distracted and get pulled back. That in itself is a dynamic that's interesting to watch because it's my goal is to get something from you, but everything else around me is so exciting that getting it from you is what's interesting to watch. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's uh, action setting subtext. Subtext is the real big one. Dorothy. I miss my family. I don't know anyone. I've taken someone's shoes, totos with me. That's subtext, yeah? Or if we're doing Glinda versus the evil witch, subtext, what, they're like sisters or something, but they hate each other and you can't go to their side of town. That's subtext that you have, you know, you have to know what's already happening in the world you're in. Objective, again, what do you want? What are you trying to get, yeah? If Dorothy ends in confidence and starts in solemnness and anxiousness, what is she looking for? What does she want? And make that really active. Don't say, and you know, we talked about this with Alicia, don't say, I want to be happy. Say, I want to get home so I can see my family. That's going to completely affect 
how you say it, how you perform. Yeah. Because you know, your family, your, your blood, your heartbeat knows your family. And that's different from the generic happiness because happiness comes in many forms. Yeah. What are some other examples? Come on, interactive that you can give me of objectives. Yeah. Jump in, jump in. Wanting power over the other person. Wanting power over another person. Okay, so give me more of that. What does that look like? Um, it's usually like villain standpoints. Um, uh, what does it look like? It looks like sometimes it's desperate. Sometimes there's desperation in it. A lot of the times there's anger. Yeah, sometimes that has to do with ego. Yeah, you can dive right into that. You can say, I want power of this person to make me feel like I've succeeded or I want power over this person because they took power from me, right? Those two are different things stemming with the same. Great, great, Tate, thank you. Alicia. Yeah, wanting, because you were on the subject of Hamilton, I was thinking, wanting Alexander to be at my side instead of at war. Mm -hmm. So that's a lie. So you're talking about burn. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, wait. Um, that would be enough. I would think, I think that would be enough. Oh, oh. guys, it's on Disney plus. You should watch the, the show. It's great. Um, it's long, but it's great. Um, okay. So let's try to dive into that. I want, so you could do it two ways. You could say, I want safety and my safety is my husband by my side. Or you could say, I want Alexander to not be killed, right? Those are two different things and they'll affect you differently. If you want Alexander to not be killed, you're reaching outward. Your energy is this way. If you want safety because you feel unsafe, then there's an inner energy as well. And the tension is a little bit more specific. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Okay, second one, expectation. What do you expect to happen? Does Dorothy expect to go home after singing this song? Does Eliza after expect after singing that will that would be enough for anyone who doesn't know the show that would be enough she's she's saying look at where you are look at where you've been like this home is enough this is enough this could be enough you don't have to go searching for this hero you know male chauvinistic thing that you are trying to achieve you could just stay here with me is she expecting him to say yes is she expecting by the end of the song I mean that's actually a really, really important part. Most of the time the answer is yes. Most of the time the answer is this character thinks that after this speech, after this monologue, after this song, point made, play over, they got it. Which is why initially I asked Tammy to get you to answer, did you win? Did you win or did you lose? Because the second most interesting thing is if you won or lose, how does it sit in your body? How did you win? Was it actually satisfying, right? So when we say expectation, if you know what you're expecting at the top, 
then wherever it is in the song where what you're expecting doesn't happen or does happen affects you again. And there, all of a sudden, you've got a climax. Make sense? Final one, greater subtext. So subtext for uh, Hamilton, or, or let's say subtext for um, Angelica, the satisfied song that we initially started with. I like this guy. Greater subtext. Oh, no, I like this guy and my sister likes this guy. Greater subtext. The whole song is greater subtext. The whole song is her saying, but I have to be responsible for my family because I'm the eldest in my family and my dad's relying on me. That's greater subtext, right? So today's subtext and how does today's subtext work with everybody else's subtext around me and for me? Yeah. Any other examples of that that we can think of? What's a play or a show or anything that you've been watching recently that's, you know, had a character you've jumped in on? Any thoughts? I've been binge watching Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that twice. I've been there. I really have. Okay, so what's what's some greater greater subtext and right now subtext? Um, I guess they're the greater thing is that they want to get rid of A, <laughs> um, but at, at right now they're they're afraid and tired of afraid looking of over it. their shoulder all the time. Oh, okay, great, right, yes, and greater subtext also for that is. I've already lied to my parents. I've already, I've already kept a secret from my boy toy. Greater subtext, there's someone also apparently trying to kill me with dolls, right? Right. And at the and same they... time, what they want is to go to prom because pretty little liars. So you have to like <laughs> deal with all three tensions at once. And then through... If you map it out, you can see, oh, that makes sense to put it there. That makes sense to put my um, anxiousness at a five there. Or then you do it again. You say, well, maybe actually with the greater subtext, it makes sense to put my anxiousness somewhere else, right? So that's where the fun of like you playing around. I really um, am a big believer in you trusting your uniqueness. It's not supposed to be like everyone else's. But um, if you don't know, beginning, middle, or end then the rest of it isn't as clear. So with the, with the another example, with just to think about like who, like I'm going to go tell it. And then I'm thinking like, no, who, who else is this going to affect? Like what's the snowball of me actually, you know, Completely. right. Let's look back at satisfied. I could go just take this guy for me, but the greater subtext is I will never see my sister look at me the same way again. What's more important if I had to weigh the options? And then what she does in the song is weigh the options. And that's good writing because you see her go through the tension. You never, it's never just, I'm, I have this thought, but how do I deal with this thought, right? We have a fun um, exercise at my university that I went to called Before the Door. Um, and it, it is a, one, a great one for you to think of on your own. So I'll just give you the information and then if you want to take it with you. 
there's a literal door in acting class. They have literal doors. And to get to the other side is all you want to do. But there's something in between you and the door. So either behind the door is your ex that you are still in love with um, and you're in this side. How, how long does it take you to get through the door? These exercises, you should take 10 minutes. Sometimes it would you would be watching this person go through the door for 30 and it would be so interesting. They go in, walk away, sit down, pray, go back to the door. All of that, that tension, that's what we want to see in your audition. You need to know from the beginning what you want to get to getting through the door, but all the juiciness inside that you figure out, that's the goal. That's what we want to see. That makes sense? Yes. Tammy. Well, I started five minutes late, so I have plenty of time left, but I wanted to make sure I saved some time for questions. Any questions? And we can go again over all the things that we talked about today as well. Yeah, Alicia. I wanted to know more about your emotional dial. Like, how do you figure out like, like what emotions you put on to that scale? Because it seems like you have you've kind of figured out like what your high is and then like, how do you like just map out that? Yeah. So initially the dial started with just one emotion. So my teacher would say, um, fear. Yeah. And then he'd literally go, okay, go to two, go to three. And then the rest of the class would have to decide if you had actually hit three or if you were at five and how specific could you get with fear? But putting other words to it helped me. So that's why I say, okay, hesitant at first, curious maybe even before hesitant, then hesitant. You could, so I've, I have five. I have hesitant, nervous, anxious, frightened, terrified. So there's actually 10 more because the dial is 10, 10 knobs. So you could say curious, hesitant, um, what's another one? between hesitant and nervous something, nervous to anxious, nervous um, anticipation, then anxious, then um, scared, like just plain old, ooh, spooked, scared, spooked could be another one, and then frightened, and then from frightened, like downright terrified. So that is how it helped me. Um, but I would say, don't feel like you have to abide by a certain rule um it's fun for you to think of your own right so think of the dial as a place to start and then by you deciding your own words for your dial that's actually a practice of you being creative and you being imaginative which um we we think that we get that from the start if we want to be any sort of storyteller but you actually have to continue to practice it along your lifetime, along your career. So um, I would say make the dial twice. Say happy, one through 10, get 10 words down and be like, can I make this more specific and do it again? And just have it as a practice when you're prepping, you know, your auditions. It really does help. So are you saying that we should always have 10 or can you have less or like within no, you one can have monologue? Less. Oh, okay. yeah. So I, I, right. Good question. I would maybe start with saying somber at a three. And if I wanted to use, and then maybe later I'll say 
somber at a nine. But then I'll go to giddy because something else happened in the song, right? So it's not one emotion per song or you don't have to get from one through 10. But you should know that the climax, the part, the, the realization, the moment that she can't turn back from whatever it is that she's trying to do, the moment she touches the door handle, if it's the before the door um, exercise is 10, right? That is, or, or nine. Maybe, you know, maybe the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow might not call for you to be ecstatically giddy, like losing your mind, because that can go into like a psychiatric ward. That can go into a different place. And as an actor, you need to know that that can go into a different place in your body, right? 10 for me, if I was being giddy, might turn into downright scary, right? So I might not use that, but I could say joyful at a four and then say and then he or she is so so you play around with it does that make sense does yes. that answer your question yeah I just wanted to make sure like was kind of asking like if you at least yeah. need three to make it interesting to capture people's attention at least for sure yeah well you well again with beginning middle and end you you got to start somewhere build somewhere and then resolve yeah. somewhere okay yeah. Hey, Tate. Hi. Um, so as far as the emotional dial goes, how would you do it um, if you were doing like voiceover, for example, and you don't have any physicality to go off of? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's try it. Hello. My daddy. So I'm going to turn off my video so we can really test this out. Throw two emotions at me. Um, fear and anger. There's a land that I heard of once. In the lullaby. Where did I switch? You switched it way and then at once. Okay, yes. And I think I also switched it. There's a land. But also, I wasn't really finessing that. That was me trying to be really blunt with two specific um, uh, emotions. One of the people I would suggest looking at is Bernadette Peters. She is notorious for like not holding her notes and crying through something that's supposed to be really grand because actually the intimacy was more interesting to watch. Um, but, but I mean, that's a good question. Some of the other things I did in case you noticed it were I switched up the tempo when I was frightened. I was quick with how I got through the words because that wasn't as important. It was important for me to sound pretty um, I gasped, I took breath. Breath is really, really important. Um, even if I say this to you now and you don't think about it for three years, breath is extremely important. If I'm frightened, my heart beats faster, I'm breathing faster. So quite literally, if I say on my page, I'm frightened, but when I come to perform it, my body is calm, cool, and collected, I haven't achieved the goal, right? Because that's, that's, that's part of it. And you can do that with your voiceover stuff as well. That's a good question. Do you mind doing that as a monologue? Yeah. With with those same emotions? 
fearful and anger. Oh, yeah, let me try. <laughs> um, somewhere over the rainbow, way, way up high. There's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby. Yeah, right? So there was fearful in the beginning and, and this, you know, the subtext where you are, all those things will help you make that more specific. Yeah. Okay? Any other questions? Any other questions about, uh, my experience too I like you know if you have questions just about auditioning or college or anything I'm all here for all of that yeah, please jump in I was wondering is urgency connected to need as well or is it like two different things no yes for sure it is tell me give me an example of where you were thinking about that I was thinking because I'm also doing a monologue for Antigone and I, the monologue is basically me kind of like explaining why I did the things I did and like how I'm going against Creon. And like, I was thinking there's like urgency and kind of explaining like why she did it, but, but her need is to get him to understand. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, first let me just answer the question. I think urgency and need go hand in hand. There are times where you might use urgency by itself for like the time of something, like things get sped up. But if, if something is urgent, just in the base form of things, if I'm trying to get someone to listen to me and that someone is walking away, you're going to feel my urgency with me trying to use my words to bring him back. Right. And the, wor the words may never be come back, but I might stretch my words or build them up or be quick with them to try to get their attention again, to pull them back to me. And then I might lure them and and coax them. All of those can be used in your singing. If I were to say coax in Summer of the Rainbow. Right, that that build of dynamic from from piano to forte literally, literally pulls you. So so in that way, urgency can be used otherwise. But m most of the time, it's connected to why you need it. To, why is it urgent? And why does it matter to you that it's urgent? Anybody else? Where is a good place to find um, college audition monologues? Oh, okay. So it's tricky because everyone will say that the books that are provided get used all the time. Um, actually, though, right now, especially in the Zoom world, jump onto a Zoom, be inspired by a play, and then pull it. A lot of my auditions or monologues that I haven't even gotten to use are, I heard it in a play somewhere else and wrote it down. Um, another fun one that's starting now is like grabbing something from TV, 
like you can hype up something, something that people haven't heard. Um, one of my monologues was from an old Canadian play in the 1960s. Um, so where, where? Gosh, I don't know if I have that answer. I want to say like, yeah, just a Google search, but they, those tend to be the generic ones that the teachers have seen all the time. That being said, if you're specific and by the end of your 32 bars or your monologue, you have made a change, it doesn't really matter. You could do Romeo and Juliet. It really doesn't matter. In fact, I came in with my Canadian monologue and my teacher was like, do some Romeo and Juliet in the audition because she wanted to just see, like, don't worry about being all fancy fanciful. Stick to the basics and let me see you change. If I have any more answers to that, though, I will, I'll send a message to Tammy and get that answer to you. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions on where to find more drama exercises for classes and stuff like that? Ooh, where to find? I don't know if there are a lot out there on Google. I'm on YouTube. The YouTube is really good for like singing warm-ups drama exercises kind of like the door one that you was talking about right so so, I mean that that one I got from school so I would say that if you ever wanted to pick up a Stanislavski book Stanislavski is a um uh so a a technique a person who created an acting technique um and my my co-driver here just said also the drama bookshop which was going to go out of business and then then manuel miranda helped fund it to keep it open and that's in new york but i'm pretty sure they also deliver everywhere and there you can one get really cool plays new plays which is, I just really implore everyone to, I wish I had done it more. I think I lived in a, I've got all this technique and now suddenly I'm supposed to be great and forgot the exploration required as an actor. You have to constantly be fine, like being inspired. You have to constantly try to, if you're going to watch bad TV, watch bad TV for your mental health because hello, we need it. But then also pick something once a month that's like an old movie you've never seen or there's tons of like live plays out right now because of the pandemic it's really like one of the blessings is that everyone's getting more connected to things so I would definitely say start there um there's a an exercise that I can give you now that is just fun for pushing you out of your comfort zone which is the uh, repetition is that Stanislavski's method where Mm. they'll say Meisner who? Meisner Meisner thank you it's Meisner so Snazkoff is one and Meisner is the other and Meisner if I'm saying I love you then I'll go I love you then I'll go I love you and I you might say it like 50 times each one trying to be different and that and that is an exercise that it's a great one to use and um, honestly a little bit annoying because we'll have to do it with a scene partner and they'll say it 12 times and then we'll say our response 12 times and the scene takes an hour longer than it's supposed to but what it does is it asks for us to pull ourselves out of what we think it's supposed to sound like what we think it's supposed 
the queen's supposed to go and maybe get surprised. Okay. Thanks. Just in case you can't find anything, you know, right away, that is another good one to, if there's like a piece of your monologue or something that sticks out to you that you're like, I don't know where that's supposed to go. Try to go somewhere it's not supposed to go and see what comes up. Okay. So we have, it looks like 20 minutes left. I am curious, I'd love to see someone perform something, see someone act something. And then what we can do is we can try to apply what we've talked about in real time, outside of me singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Regina. Hey, girl. You're muted. I know. I was trying to be quiet. You see me trying to disappear? No, no, no. <laughs> How right. did you disappear? Yeah. What you got? Um, oh, my goodness. I was trying to think of a monologue. Do because... your Mary thing. Okay. All right. So I have to set it because I'm the mother of Jesus. And I have to say, we're going to have to tell you that I see him on the cross bleeding. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking up the path. away from me because I go too far in but you thank you thank you thank you so first let me ask you Mm. do you have the capacity and if you don't that's okay do you have the capacity Mm. after we've discussed it a bit to jump into it one more time yeah there's a lot that you have to hold so I want to be very um sensitive your emotions um thank you thank you so much regina let me unspotlight you for a second okay yes, please, everyone please. else i'd love for everyone to answer so just feel free to unmute yourself now and i also saw deborah that you would like to sing reflection which is great lion king great yeah i want to i want to hear this um where did she start if you had to put it on the emotional dial, where did Regina begin? Shock. Maybe Great. like eight. Say that again. At like an eight. An, an eight of what? Of shock and fear. Mm-hmm. 
Despair. Despair. Mm-hmm. Regina, where did you intend to start? If you had to be specific with exactly the emotion you were trying to jump into. Shock and fear, because I just came around the corner and I see my son hanging there. So it's shock and fear. It's just... Yes. So here's where creativity becomes this like fun tool to surprise the audience. What if there's two places where I'm thinking of this and they don't have to be correct, right? This is just puzzle pieces. Does this work? Let's try it. Puzzle pieces again. Does this work? So I'm only going to do this once with you. But when you say take him down, take him down, why is he hanging there, which is sort of in the middle? What tactics are you using to take him down, right? If shock and fear and um, exerting your, your emotion out loud and like fully on your sleeves, which you did so beautifully, is not working and he's still up there. What other things can you do? What other ways can you shift yourself to get the setting, the people around you to listen to you? Because what you need is for someone to listen to you and do what you ask, right? So one way you could do is take you could do that once and realize they're not listening to you and go. And rebuild it again. Get quiet. If I'm not, if this isn't working, can this work? Or even at the beginning, if I turn around and suddenly see my son on a cross, am I speechless? Possibly. Do I, yes, eventually get to that 10? Yes. But where do you place it? And what's the most interesting way for you to get there? Wow. Think about that. I want you to think about the beginning and the take him down moment. We're going to go to someone else and come back to you. And I'm curious to see if anything changes with your own creativity, right? I'm not trying to give you a line reading. I'd love for you to think about it. Yeah. Okay. Let's see in the chat. Oh, great, 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 great. You'd love to sing reflection. Please jump on in. Hi. Oh, you have such a beautiful face. Nice to see you. Yes. Um, I can't hear you, though. Let me mute my... Sorry, that's better. Um, sorry, I'm just getting... So, would you like me to sing the whole song? Oh, I'm muted. Is there a verse chorus? Yeah, would you mind if I take like a few, like a minute, just oh, yeah. the starting? Sure. Thank you. Who else wants to go before we jump back to Regina? And we'll, we'll do Deb, we'll do Chara, someone else, and then jump back to Regina. I want to see y'all. It's fun to play. Literally, again, as you see with Regina, none of this is a yes or no, positive or negative, good or bad. This is all, how can I use these tools to find new things. That's it. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, great. 
I'm going to mute myself. Look at me. I will never pass for the perfect bride or perfect daughter. Can it be? I'm not meant to play this part. Now I see that if I were truly to be myself, I would break my family's heart. Who is that girl I see staring straight back at me? Why is my reflection someone I don't know? Somehow I cannot hide who I am, though I've tried. When will my reflection show who I am Wonderful, beautiful. So, friends, as we do, where did Shara begin? Teria, where did Shara begin? What was the emotional dial? Um, I felt that it was um, mellow yet beautiful. Right, right, Mello. Tara, where did you begin? Where did you have in your mind that you were beginning? I think it began with like this, this feeling that you're never gonna be good enough. And then uh, I guess I'll say it where it ended. Um, and then I feel like it ended with, I need to start believing in myself, even if, because either way, I'm never going to be perfect enough for my family. Right. So if you end with, I've got to believe in myself, then you must start not believing in yourself. It has to be that two-dimensional. Yeah. So the first line, look at me what would it look like if when you said that, right? Because we're quite literally looking in a reflection in this one. You hate what you look like. You hate how you're presenting yourself to the world because it's not fitting with what you feel inside. And by the end, you realize, I can't let this stop me from being myself ever again, right? There is an urgency to that right? If I live like this for one more second, I'm gonna, you know, lose myself. Anything else that we saw? Tate, Regina, Amaya? 
Another way to try the emotional dial is to go to the extreme. So can I start somber, as we said, mellow? Um, you're, she's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She's like very, she's concentrating really hard. She's really focused on really thinking it through. So she's like inward, right? So by the end, she's outward. So there's something about like this door of your heart not opening, but by the time it's done, there's like light spooling out of you, right? That's also an emotional dial and you can find what works for you there. That's beautiful. The last thing I would say is, so again, actually, again, <laughs> I didn't say this. Really being specific with the words again, not you have a beautiful voice and it sounds really beautiful and you shouldn't take that away, but what parts of it don't need to be beautiful? Like what parts of it can you chew on? Right. What's the line? Da, da, da. What is that line? She's coming. She's coming. You're on mute. There you go. Which line was it? I'm um, the line was. Um, da, da, da. um, you froze again. Oh Sorry. no, have I been freezing? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody, car life. Um, okay, so whatever that line was, I saw you, there was a place that could have been frustrated. Um, man, I can just look it up. I have internet um, reflection lyrics. Um, Okay, this part. Hi. Can everyone still hear me? Okay. So the the line is Why is my reflection someone I don't know? But what if there was actual frustration? What if you've asked this question a million times and this is the moment where you finally have to change? So instead of, if everything else, I mean, cause look, you have to keep that song beautiful and with the riffs and the breath, it was, it was stunning. But interesting, let's add some other tensions to it. Let's add some, um, what's right before this so I can give you the exact example. Um, who is that girl? I see staring straight back at me. Why is my reflection someone I don't know? Right? I threw away the someone. I didn't hold it and to keep it beautiful because that moment was me showing my frustration, showing my need and my urgency. So I, 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 beautiful job. And those are some things I would think of to help give it some more um, texture. So we are at 924. If anyone has any other questions, please ask them. Meanwhile, I'd want to see Regina jump into this one last time. 
And what we'll do is don't tell us what you've decided for what you've placed where, and then we will guess. Okay. And then Regina, just watch oh. out. You are, your camera is cut off, so sometimes you do this, and I can't see your face. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Okay. You said you saw him picking up a log? Well, where is he? Where, where is he? You saw him pick up a log. Okay, come on, come on, let's go. Come on, come on. Come on, let's go, let's go. You saw him picking up a log. And he dropped the log and somebody had to pick it up for him. All of this was going on. Why didn't you tell me? Come on, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Why is he hanging there? He's there. He's on the cross. Look at the blood. Look at the blood. Look at the blood. Look at the blood. Is he hang Why is he hanging there? Can, can you tell me why he's hanging there? Take him down. Can he come down? Take him down. Take him down. Do you understand me? Take him down. He can't. He, he, he can't come down? Why? Why can he come down? That's my son, he can come down. Why? Why can he come down? He's bleeding for who? For you? For you and you? And he has to stay there? I just want my son down from there. But you said he can't come down. That's it. Yeah, much different texture and ups and downs. Yeah, there was more that you were overcoming. What did some people see? Um, confusion and... Um, well, at first it was like urgency. Like you said, what? I got to get to him. You know, I got to see this for myself. And then it was, I can't believe what I'm saying. This is, I'm confused and I don't understand what you're saying to me. And then mm -hmm. I, I felt like it went into denial as well. Mm -hmm. Like he's not going to stay there. Like this can't be true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Yeah, we definitely saw more of the different stages of grief during that one. Um, and it definitely built it up among itself and it was, there were levels to it. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think what was most beautiful was that when you reached your 10, it was more impactful, right? And when you said, uh, gosh, I forget what it was, but you like you broke it down. Like you said it once, no one heard you. You said it again slowly to make sure. Yeah, it pulls us in, right? That's exactly where to go. And just uh, keep on remembering for everyone that the ten needs to be saved. It's like the color red. You use it as an accent. That's why it's used for stop signs. It needs to be saved for that moment of impact. Um, so really think about that when you're doing your work so looks like I have two minutes left does anyone else have any other questions at all about anything 
Tammy. I've been here all along, just moderating. I am popping back in. Thank you so much for having me. And 